What's up, everybody? Joe Sib here with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. We're talking rad parenting. And before we drop into our episode this week, which is a killer one for you, uh, I want to let you guys know that we're going to be live on the radio May 12th, 8 to 10 p.m. in Los Angeles. You can listen to us live if you go to kabc.com. Hey, and if you want to go on the radio because you're in Los Angeles, 7.90 a.m., and Anaya, they're having us in to host two hours. It's very exciting. And can can our listeners listen like via the internet through anywhere? Absolutely. From anywhere? Awesome. Anywhere that you're hearing my voice right now, this Friday, May 12th, uh, 8 o'clock West Coast time, mm-hmm. uh, at night, you go on yep. there and it's kabc.com. They have a little icon on there that says listen live. And if you want, you can give us a call. They got a toll-free 800 number that you can give us a call. Also, um, I'm sure they'll have an email for you. But just call in and you can let us ask us any question that you want. It'll be kind of we're gonna be basically doing a few different topics on the show. Uh, we may have some of the guests that you've heard on Rad Parenting over the last few months stop by. But more importantly, you'll be able to listen to us live. And if there's any questions you want to ask Anaya, because I know you probably won't want to ask me anything. That's but true. But if you did want to <laughs> ask me some, uh, you can listen live and you can give us a call at the 800 number. So this Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., uh, you'll be able to listen to us on KABC. Please stream it live. It's going to be a blast. And I'm really psyched for Anaya and I to do this. Yeah. All right. So here's Rad Parenting. Do this. What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. And welcome to Rad Parenting. I hope everyone is doing great. Super excited to be here. I want to thank everyone for all of the emails. Radparenting at gmail.com. Best place to hit us up any of your questions or any ideas or topics for the show. Also, keep those texts coming in to 313131. That's the number. And then you text the word parenting, and we give you up to date show ideas, what we're doing, where Anaya's speaking at, where maybe I'm going out on the road and doing comedy. And you can come out to one of those events. That's always a fun time. Fun, fun, fun time. Hey, um, what I want to uh, bring up at the beginning of the show is um, the show uh, last week, I missed you at the improv, and it turned out, <laughs> Thanks, I thought Joe. you were going to come out, and it ended up being a great night, and people were asking for you. Shut up. I'm not kidding. I had a few people that came to see the show at yeah. the improv. They said, you said Anaya would be here. Where is oh, she? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, it was because I had my little one, and it was a 18 and over show, and she would have, because you know she's like your president of your fan club. I, I love her so much, and you did ask me, should I bring her? And I just felt that, like, maybe my comedy yeah. should be able to sit through, but my bro, Grant Cotter, one of the comics on the show, I did not want her to sit through <laughs> that, because then it would be a lot of therapy sessions okay. right there. <laughs> Thank you he can for, get a, he, for sparing he, me. He, he can take the joke car sometimes in the direction that uh, maybe a child could get wrecked at. <laughs> there you go. Hey, um, so you know what? You know, one of the things, the best part about doing the show is I love that some of the show ideas in the past spawn other show ideas. Yes. A few weeks ago, you and I did an episode on the perfect gap finding the mm-hmm. perfect age gap between kids. Uh, one of our listeners had hit us up and said, hey, I'm about to have our second child. Anay and Joe, do you guys feel there's a, a perfect age gap between kids? And it worked out really well in that episode because you have a huge age mm-hmm. gap between your first and your second. Yeah. And then I have the three-year gap between my two kids, which has worked out for you know in a lot of ways, which is great. But then also what was great about hearing your side of the this, this story too was mm-hmm. with the 10-year gap. Is that right? 12. 12-year. 12 yeah. 12-year gap that there's also a lot of positives to that. Yes. Now, this is going to trip out some of you people that are listening to the show, is that I actually can listen to Anaya. I get to sit here 
up close and personal and hear a lot of the things that you say. And I wrote down this note that day because one of the things that you were talking about was at the very end of that show was it didn't really matter uh, that you, what the gap was that you really hit on. But what you were so adamant about and what I loved was it really came down to your you being a parent where you are at in your life. Yes. It didn't matter, hey, 10 years apart, five years apart, where are you? Yes. Are you a healthy individual that's ready for a second child? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to do this whole thing again? Which started the wheels turning in my head, and you and I were, I think, catching up on a meeting, and, we, and you might have said it, or, or my wife Karen might have said it, someone might have said it when you guys were all talking. Someone said, oh my gosh, you know, wh- why do we even have kids? Like, what makes us have kids? This is crazy. And- I went right over to my phone, and I, and I don't know if you remember, I wrote that down. Why do we have kids? And over the last couple of weeks while I've been out on the road, I had, I had the opportunity. You had time to think. I had some time to think, <laughs> man. My brain thought out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always say that for any parent out there, uh, when you get an opportunity, get on an airplane. To step away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I used to be afraid of flying until I had kids because now you, <laughs> as soon as they shut like, those doors- Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm in the bubble. I love it. Yeah, I hear I you. I love it because the plane takes off and I have what I'm going to read and I have everything that I'm going to do on that flight and I know as long as I don't make friends with anyone around me, no one's going to bother me. Yes. No one's going to bother Uninterrupted, me. Uninterrupted, two hours, three hours, five hours. Yep. Exactly. And you really get a, an opportunity to thaw out and I feel for all the parents that are listening, give yourself that opportunity. I always used to say I felt so guilty when I would travel and be on the road and Karen would be at home with our two kids and I just knew what kind of morning she was having and mm-hmm. I'd be sitting there drinking coffee. Yeah. I felt like just reading a magazine. I was like, I felt that she would way better. Like if she found out, I, I know you're with another woman, like, okay, I can understand that. But the thinking and drinking the coffee, <laughs> yes, it's too much. It's too much. Who would do that to another person? <laughs> yes. You know? So I had an opportunity to thaw out, which really that idea of, and I know our listeners, mm-hmm. for the majority, have kids. Have kids, yeah. But I don't. I never asked myself, why do I have kids? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I really want everyone to know right now, this is an episode about why did I have kids? Because I love my kids. Right. And you love your yeah, what kids. Was, it's not what was I thinking. It no. was like, let's really... And I think we do need to keep checking back on that. Yeah. So today, I want us just for a, f- a few minutes here to, to really ask ourselves that question. Mm-hmm. Why did I have kids? And I kind of wanted you started off because when you and I started talking about this concept, you really just started bringing up a lot of different ideas and and thoughts that I had never even thought about. So just to kind of throw the the question over into your court because you kind of came up with this idea, which you're probably like, does Joe write down everything I say? (laughs) It's following me around with a notebook. Because just so you guys, yeah, just so you guys know, the way that we we do this is we come in. Anaya uh, rolls in. I have coffee. We have coffee together. We take our notepads out. We just start going back and forth. We read a lot of your guys' questions, and those kind of sometimes dictate the direction. But like I said, when you said, you know, why do we even have kids? Like, mm-hmm. why do we do this? So with that said, I'm going to throw it over to you and, and get kind of some of your thoughts on that concept. Okay. So, yeah, I think that sort of comes from my thinking about life in general, that I think one of the ways in which we can tend to get ourselves into mm, 
trouble um, or or just find ourselves waking up going, huh, how did I get here? This isn't where I thought I was going. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, it applies as well to children because I think sometimes what we do is we, follow, we find ourselves following a script. Whether we're conscious of it or not, we've been exposed. It's part of like socialization or social programming that... Um, you know, and a really a good example just to sort of illustrate my point is, you know, having grown up in Canada where, of course, it's important to, you know, to go on to have post-secondary education. So to go to university, we call it university, not college in Canada. Um, and so it's a thing that you do, but it doesn't, it doesn't have the same, like here having lived the second half of my life in the United States, going to college and what college you go to and blah, blah, blah. That's all part of a script that is very American, that is different in many ways than it is in Canada. And, and just with that as an example, I think it's important for us if we're going to live consciously, if we're going to actually be consciously creating our own individual life instead of just jumping on a train and doing it the way everybody else does and not really knowing why, that we ask ourselves that question. We say, you know, why, I think I want to get married. Why do I want to get married? Um, I think I want to be this, with this person. Why do I want to be with this person? Do I really love my job? Is it is it feeding my soul? Or have I just found myself caught in this like, but I've got bills to pay, so I have to keep doing this job? And I think when it comes to children, that question is probably more important than any other. Because in all those other scenarios, you're really making a choice for yourself. Not to say that anything you do doesn't have impact on the world around you, but when you choose to bring a new life into the world, that to me is the biggest and most challenging responsibility that that you will ever have to deal with. Do and you, it's forever. And do you feel that one of the scenarios you just laid out following the script, mm -hmm. and I can be totally honest, is that I feel like sometimes I've been the guy that's followed the script. Mm -hmm. Just I don't even know if it's a script that was dictated to me by society, but I guess for this example, when I say just growing up even watching movies in my life sure. and you know like anyone listens to our podcast knows like I'm like a rocky guy I love the fight and the struggle and then you know we rocky wins and I love you Adrian you know like, <laughs> right, I, you know, yes. like I love I love that I know that this, you know, in real life it that's not the way it life works but I feel that a lot of that has maybe dictated some of the choices that I've made in my life but and we'll touch more on maybe following the script but for 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 this particular for like you said at the beginning of the show People that are listening to the show married. People that are listening to the show in the same relationship with another partner that they've been together for a long time. Mm -hmm. They've had their first kid. Maybe they're up to their second. Asking themselves, "Okay, right now, you know, the ship has taken off. Yeah. Why did I have kids? What do you feel like? What? It, how important is that question at this?" Point Once you've already of had the kids, exactly. I think it's really, really important, as it is in your relationship, or whatever. I think that we have to constantly keep asking ourselves you know, why did I make this choice? And why am I choosing this today? And and this is, you know, it's a, it's a, that's why I say it's the toughest one with a child, because even when you say, well, I chose this person to be my partner, and you know what, this has kind of gone sideways, or we've stopped growing, or we're not getting along, or this is unhealthy, or whatever the reasons, you could get a divorce. Or, or, or at that <laughs> point, you almost sometimes put your relationship on hold sometimes, mm -hmm. I feel, because of your kids. Well, yes. Oh, so there's there's many, many layers to this. And sometimes, you're, yes, to your point, your relationship has gone sideways because it's been put on hold because you've chosen to have kids, which ideally is a bonding factor, but can often 
pull people apart because we forget that it started with us. We've had shows about this before, that that core relationship with your partner, whether you're married or not, when you decide to have children, our tendency is to get so caught up in like, we've got to take care of these little people, which of course we do, but we have to find the balance of continuing to nurture our relationship and continuing to nurture ourselves. And so I think asking this question of, why did I choose to have kids? I mean, first of all, hopefully it can be affirmative in that I chose to have kids because you know I wanted to have the experience of being a parent. Um, I know that you've said before, and I can you know I think we can I'll probably all say this. There were things, experiences we have in our own childhood where we're like, I didn't get to have those things, and I really want the experience of of creating them for myself and for my children in a way that they oh, didn't absolutely. exist. Right? For, yeah. For I mean, I'll, I I I would say that a lot of the things that I've done with my own kids were things that. That I love, you know, I, you know, anyone listen to the show, I love my mom and dad so much, but like my dad never coached the baseball team. That was mm-hmm. something I always wanted to do uh, with with my son and his team. Or uh, even we we take a lot of family vacations together, even if it's only like a day or two, mm-hmm. and and get it get a get away just the four of us. And I always love the seeing all of us just jammed in some hotel room. Yes, which I always say to everyone, see, we don't need much more than this, guys. Like, look at us, we're having a good time in here. And and that was something like. Doing those kind of trips, road trips together, I always thought was something that my parents weren't able to right. do. So then I was always had this, I always had this idea of like, if I had a family, this is the way we're gonna roll. Right. You know, if I had a family, we're gonna surf together, and that and my son and I surf together. Right. If I had a family, I you know we would skate together, and and, and there's that's been a part of it, or we would go see you know. Um, go to different events together. You know, even like a few weeks ago, taking Chessa to Coachella. To Coachella right. was something that. Even though while I was there, I was like, what am I doing? I was like, hey, this was one of the reasons I wanted to have kids. I wanted to be that guy. Yes, yes. Can I ask a question? Um, Do you think sometimes we ever say, you know, why do I have kids? And then you actually get into the mix and it wasn't anything the way that you thought it was. And then you have to kind of recalibrate your ideas and decisions. Oh, look, I don't think that anyone... Anyone can prepare a person for what it is going to feel like in its many facets to be responsible for another human being, to bring a child into the world or to adopt a child, whatever, in whatever way you become a parent. When you become a parent, you are saying, I do for the rest of your life. I mean, ideally, and, you know, heaven forbid, you know, a scenario where your child passes before you do, um, but, you know, which is why I say it's forever. It's not like a marriage where you could potentially be like, this isn't working anymore. We need to go our separate ways. There is no going your separate ways. At some point, hopefully, they're going to be moving out and creating their own adult life. But um, it's a big, overwhelming thing that nobody can tell you before you're in it, I think. And not to, and not, but, but this is the thing that's great about having the two of us on the show because we have t- totally two different lives, but they're also similar. But in in one way, for this particular show, you know, you do have that age gap of twelve years. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to ask you, putting you totally on the spot mm-hmm. right now. So when you had your first, yes. twelve years ago, mm-hmm. and then you had your second, mm-hmm. you know. So my my two yeah, wives me, I wanna were different. You, I want to give yes. you, yeah, and it, it, I want to ask you the question. You yes, know, at that moment, <clears throat> wh- why? 
So my first daughter was totally not planned. And so I... So you're not following a script at that point? Not following a script. In fact, it was like... It was a, off I, ha- I had a Literally. script and I... Yeah, <laughs> that went off script. Um, and so I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision if I wanted to go forward with the pregnancy. And um, I decided that I did very consciously. Like I felt, you know, if had I been... Had it happened maybe three years earlier when I wasn't finished college... When I wasn't, I was. I already had my first full time job as a teacher, so I knew that I was financially capable. But more importantly than that, I had to check in with myself because you know, obviously, money is important. Being able to support your kids, but having the internal readiness to say, I can bring a child into the world and handle being responsible not only for myself but for this other little person. So you asked yourself the question. I did. Okay. I did. I wanted. I I wanted to bring that up because I know we have a lot of uh, parents out there that. Kids unplanned. That y- happens. Yes. That's called life. That's called Friday night. You know what I'm saying? That and I, yeah. And I. <laughs> so have, with that said, it's I, I love that you just shared that with us. Yeah, and and I do think. I mean, obviously, you know, people listening are, are understanding that. You know, I do. I do feel very strongly, not just from a. a for the from the perspective of a woman having uh, the right to make reproductive choices, um, but beyond that, like really understanding what it meant what it was going to feel like to the best of my ability to sort of, that's a huge hypothetical. What will it feel like? Am I really ready to be responsible for, for a child? I love that. Great answer right there. And then, and then with my second, that's, yeah, that's the next totally thing. different scenario, right? So now with my second child, and I, I was with my, my daughter's um, father, my first daughter's father for, you know, we had been together, it was like a 10-year relationship. So then, but subsequently, so with my, but we were never married. Then I married my husband, and it was a very conscious choice. Like, and and at that point, interestingly, like in your twenties, and women listening will know this. Like, in your twenties, when you're not necessarily ready to have babies, you could get pregnant almost thinking about it. And by the time I was married and ready to choose, really have make a conscious choice about having a child, I was you know in my late thirties. Uh, you know, in the medical community, after thirty five, you're deemed to be um, of advanced maternal age, and so. It it was a completely different experience where, you know, I had a miscarriage. I, it was m- much more difficult to get pregnant when I was actually trying to get pregnant. Um, so it was a super conscious decision. And yet our listeners know that, you know, with a 12-year gap, I, I, once I had her, we brought her home and I was like, what the heck was I thinking? How have I done this to myself again? And I did have a point of reference. Yeah. So I, I, Both of those answers and both of those scenarios, I really feel cover r- so many of the potential scenarios that our listeners could possibly be in. There's the, hey, my partner and I want to have a child. Hey, we just got married. Hey, we're not getting married, but we still want to have a kid. Right. Hey, we have a kid, but we're ready to have a second one. So asking yourself that that question over and over again of, you know, why do I want to bring a human being into the world? I, why, I, why do I want to bring the whole human being into the world? And what what does that mean? Like, what does an affirmative answer, like, yes, I want to bring a child into the world, like it, those that the question of why and also what will my life look like when I make that decision? And so for even for our, our parents listening that maybe have one child right now and they're like, I think I want another one, but I'm not sure. They have two kids and they're thinking about another one. This is an important question to ask and really not just sort of be pulled by like, because sometimes it's a void we're trying to fill. And we have to be careful of that because no outside force can fill a void that exists within us. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on ourselves, on our partners, and on our children that we bring into the world if we're expecting them to 
to fill a void in us. With the 21-year-old that you mm-hmm. have, right? Am I, get, am I getting that right? Yeah, she'll be 21 in July, yeah. Does that sound crazy saying that? It, it does. It kind of takes my breath away, to be honest. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, how did that happen? Yeah. I, I trip out on saying I'm going to have a mm-hmm. 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, who is? You know, sometimes I'll hear other people talk and they'll be like talking about their kids and yeah. they'll be like, oh man, you know, I got, I got, I got two kids and you know, one's 13, one's 16. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so gnarly. And you're like, oh, wait and then a Karen will be like, Joe, we have two kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so gnarly. Like, just like, <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah. Uh, uh, with the 21 year old, I, I have to ask, does the job as mom, does the job as a parent, does it get tougher? Does it, what kind of, what kind of relate, what kind of, how does the job change mm-hmm. as you go to a, having a 21 year old? Cause is it, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel that responsibility all the time. Like right now for me, I, I, you know, you see me, I got the phone on, I got the text from one kid, I got the text from mm-hmm. the other kid. Then it's like, we got the, got to hook up the, you know, baseball game going on. And then we got to make sure that there's this going on on Saturday and then so-and-so doesn't have school. You know, and I'm just yes. living it. I'm swimming in it constantly. Right. And I'm immersed in it. Yep. For you, I obviously with your youngest, you're living that. Yes. But for your 21 year old, is it, yeah. what, what level of contact is there still. Yeah, that's interesting. So so she lives at home right now um, and works and she's an artist and you know there's some various pieces in the mix here. But what I would say is that logistically it got easier the minute she had her license so that all that driving around and having to plan to get myself to you know a, a destination and her was much more complicated. And then when she turned 18, and I will say, and I've talked to enough parents that I really do think there is something that changes that when we get our child to 18, it's not that we stop feeling responsible or worried or whatever, but there's a different sense of, okay, something is going to shift now because I've done <laughs> as much as I can do with them as a child. And as adults now, they are going to be responsible in a different way for their own choices that I can no longer be. And so there's a little bit of weight taken off. That being said, although logistically my life is easier dealing with a 21-year-old, almost 21-year-old, uh, emotionally, I don't think it's changed that much. Okay. And she's an amazing young woman. Do like you still who worry? really handles oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, even just last night, I mean, she and I had a very emotional, very teary interaction where I had to just tell her, like, you won't know this fully. You won't be able to feel this until you have a child of your own. Yeah. But you will forever be my baby. Like yeah. I there is no not worrying. There is no not, you know, waking up in the middle of the night. And if I have a, an inkling that, you know, are, is she home or is she safe, that, that, that that's not going to take my breath away at the, the thought of the possibility of something bad having happened. And and that's the, the truth. I mean, there's a beautiful little poem that talks about, you know, once you have a baby, your heart forever walks outside your body because your heart is connected to that human being. I think in a way that is not necessarily more potent or powerful than than the love that you feel for your partner. It's just different. It's so different, right? So different. You you nailed that yeah. because it is. I love Karen to death. I know Karen loves me. Uh, the love though that we have for our children is it's so different, and and it's and it's not different in the sense of. It, it, it's just a different connection. Yeah. You know? I mean, and the love that Karen has for our dog is different connection too. For like, d- I, like, yeah. <laughs> I say to her, like, like, like a lot of times- Me I'm, or the dog? Which yeah, one? Because oh, I'm kind of feeling like- I know straight up right now that the, the whole family would choose the dog over me. And you know how I know that? Because they tell me. They tell me to my <laughs> oh, no. face. Poor Joe. 
Yeah, to my face. They'll be like, if the if, if we lost Mika, we would be wrecked. You, not so much. <laughs> you know, like, we just have to use Uber more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, the thing, even having this show right now and talking about just that question: Why did I make a person? Why do I have kids? For me, it it what I feel just got me to where we are right now was the idea of I wanted to have a family. And it would, and if I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't, I wanted to have a family that actually stayed together, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that really had a lot to do with the fact that my parents got separated, yes. and I just wanted to have a family that we all were together yeah. with this little gang. Well, and, and, I that, think- and that really played into it. Which sometimes I wonder, you, you know, it's it, when you're making these people, it's you know, and and just so it's it's so you know, there isn't like I almost feel like. That like when human beings get together and if they're in the idea of like, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this to possibly make a person, you know, that there should almost be like, like something that like steps in and goes, Hey, okay. You know, game on, but before we go, like a referee almost, before we go any further, are you guys ready for soccer practice on Saturday at 8 a.m. in Pomona? Are you down for that? Do you know what that's all about? Let me give you a little video of that. Here (laughs) you guys are in the van right now. Here's what your life will look like. You and your your partner haven't talked for three weeks, but now you're driving to Pomona with six (laughs) other kids that you really don't know that well, and they're going to listen to Kiss FM at full volume with a bunch of music you don't like, and you're going to have to pretend you do love it. Now you're out there playing soccer, and you don't even like soccer. Like... That is yes. something. Whoa, are you ready? Yes. Hey, the 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 ups and downs that we go through with our children, with other children. We've talked about it on the show. Oh gosh, when your son or daughter gets told by another kid something mean and hurtful and that feeling. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Just starts in your ankles and goes mm-hmm. through to your top of your mm-hmm. head and you're like now i understand why people lose it and you have to you know pull it together all of those experiences are all part of the the what i would say is once you have kids they're here but you can still ask yourself that question cuz when we started talking about that idea why do we have kids it almost in a in a in a weird way Made me appreciate my kids and my family so much more over yes. the last couple of weeks. Yes. Why I don't? Why do you think? Why do you think well, that? Well, I think that in general, like if we are living conscious lives, like same thing with our relationships. To just have our relationship go on autopilot, our marriage or a partnership, whatever, and not, I I think on a very regular basis, like why did I choose this person? Why do I choose to be here? Whether that's your relationship, your job, and, and the difference with a parent with parenthood again is, which is why it's really important to try to get clear about why you're making this choice ideally before it happens. But even after you have children, there's no like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I think I'm done with, it. I'm, I think I'm done here. I'm not really sure why I chose this. So I'm out. Like that's not an option. But what is, what is an option is how do I make this feel like it is something I want to continue to choose. How yeah. do I how do I create balance, for example? Like, because sometimes I think that parents get resentful and they start running out of steam when there's so much being put into the child that they stop putting into themselves. And we have to remember, which we've said on the show many times, that you being the best version of yourself, it's like putting your own oxygen mask on first, is essential to being a strong, healthy parent that can model the importance of, to your child of becoming a full version of themselves. And, and if we don't do that and we just are kind of on autopilot, barely surviving and like, well, I guess we're on this ride, so hang on tight. Um, I, I think that we just miss out on so many rich experiences and just the general feeling of like, 
I'm living my life consciously. I'm here because I want to be, and I'm doing it the way that that fills me up. I think I came up with the answer to this show in the sense of why asking that question. Mm-hmm. Why did I have kids? Mm-hmm. And not in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Why did I have these kids? We're not saying, yeah. you know, and everyone knows we're not saying that right now. But you know what it was? It's almost like as I look outside right now, you know, we're May 8th or something. It's so like spring is kind of hitting today. I almost feel that's like a spring cleaning mind question. Yes. Ooh, it, I like it. Isn't that? Yes. Analogies. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like yes, I feel like I, I do. feel like when I ask myself that question, it really cleaned out all of the possible negativity and all of the the, the parts that ah, that really isn't that fun. But it really all of a sudden cleaned it all. And I go, yeah, I had these kids because of these reasons, and I'm asking myself this again. And and even for the people, you know, you gave your example. You know, there was an opportunity, and maybe you you weren't ready to have your first daughter, but you did, and then. 12 years later you decided to you know to go down that road again and you did and 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 asking ourselves that question why did i have kids obviously before and even i think more importantly later it's just mm-hmm. one of those things to add on to yes. the constant uh, questions and cleaning out of our mind and and that's where i came up with the spring cleaning thing just now now, I love it. You like that? I love it, yeah. yeah. And I think that sometimes we have to be, because the other reason I think that pe- people often choose to have kids and, and it becomes like, these kids become an extension of our ego. Like we have to be careful. Your situation of saying, which I think is very common, like, you know, I I missed out on having a family that stayed together. And so having the opportunity to create that, I mean, when you were a child, I'm sure you felt really helpless, like, because your parents were the ones making that decision and you were along for the ride. And here was an opportunity for you to not be powerless and create the thing that you wanted. But we have to be careful if we find ourselves going down that road of like, oh, I'm just like, these kids are now just, I'm living my lost childhood, which yeah. I'm not what I'm saying you're doing. No, no, I know what you're saying. You're, I, you, we've, I think we've talked about that on the show, even when we did a show, gosh, way back when, when we started At the beginning, like me, checking your ego. Me. Exactly. We did a whole show on, you know, I'm going to dress my kid like I dressed, or yes. I'm going to have my kid into the music I was into, and, and that both of us were on the same idea of like, let them discover yes. what they want to do. Yeah. Hey, before we get out of here, uh, I want to bring up one thing. Mm-hmm. You said this to me last week and I wanted to bring it into the show really quick. It was something that you and your husband, you gave me this seven, the seven, <gasps> seven, seven, thing. seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was just dropped on me the other day at uh, dinner with some friends. So that the, so the way to, the way to create a healthy relationship, which again is the foundation for us as parents, um, is uh, every seven days to have a one day together, like a date night or something like that. Okay. Every seven weeks, you try to get away for a weekend. And every seven months, you get away for a week. And so basically, you're saying like on a regular basis there. And so seven, seven, every seven weeks would mean, you know, a handful of weekends a month. And once a year, you two are getting away as a way of like nurturing the foundation of your family by putting just... Yeah. When you said that, it made so much sense. And I and I love the seven theory. I love that. You know, even when you work out, it's always like seven reps, seven. Uh-huh. You know, it's such a it's such a that number is so important. And when you said that, I it just stuck with me last week. I was like, wow, what a great concept. And but once again, and I know or I know that I feel this way as I'm like, oh my God, how am I ever gonna make that happen? Because it is, it's a workout. Yeah. To, you know, because you're trying, like I said, you're trying to pay the bills, you're trying to make this happen, you're trying right. to make that happen, trying to get everyone where they're supposed to go. And then what? We're supposed to go out 
you know, but it is so important. It, it is. All the other partner. stuff that you're trying to get done, like the soccer and all the logistical stuff will not matter if your relationship starts failing because you've forgotten and you think it's just can survive on autopilot. And I can tell it you cannot. guys this, I can tell you guys this from personal experience, uh, that if you do not nurture your relationship with your partner and you don't spend the time on it, it's the same thing as when you're not going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you're not paying your taxes. It's the same thing when you don't take care of yourself. It all will come back to bite you. Yes. And as a parent, I just want to say on this whole, like, in con- back to our original question, contemplating, you know, why did I become a parent? It's really important that our identity not just become, I am a parent. It, we, I think, start to become revent- resentful of parenthood and and sometimes even resentful of our children if we have stopped making time for ourselves as individuals. We did a whole show on that. Yeah. It was a whole Very show important. On, on basically still being who you are and holding on to that at the same time of being a parent, not losing exactly. yourself completely, which, hey, all of us that are... If you're taking the time to listen to us and listen to our show, and and I know I can speak for Renee and I, we have all lost ourselves in being a parent. Yeah. Because it's something that you drop into, and before you know it, you're like, oh my gosh, I am only dad. I am only mom. Yes. Where, where did the rest of me go? Yes. Which, don't feel bad about that. We've all done it, but just it's just Find your way back. It's exactly. important to find your way back. I love doing this show. I feel good. Do you feel good? Me too. That yes. was a good vibe. Yes. That was a good vibe. Big questions on this Monday. <laughs> uh, hey, anyone that wants to hit a question on any of the shows or any ideas, like I said at the beginning, you can always hit us up at radparenting at gmail.com. Also hit us a text, parenting to 313131. Did I say that? 31 three times to text the word parenting. Uh, with that said, my name is Joe. And Anaya. And we are out of here. Late. Late.